Hello and welcome to the Live Life Golden Show. This is episode 47, Attracting the Love That You Are in Partners and Friendship. I am really in love with this conversation today. I know it's not February yet, but I'm really feeling the love. Uh, February is a special month for me because it's the month that I got married. And of course, it's Valentine's Day, which is very cliche. I understand. Um, My husband and I planned our wedding in 10 days. We got to the point, we had already had a baby. She was six months old. We had been together for seven years, living together, had a baby already, and I just wanted to get married. I wanted to marry this man the second I laid eyes on him when I was 12 years old. So it was a long time coming. I was 19 at the time. And, uh, you know, we just got tired of not being married. I felt shame, you know, that shame that you feel. My grandmother used to say all the time, he's... uh, he's not going to buy the cow if the milk is free. (laughs) So, you know, so there was some pressure to get married. And so we decided like in the laundry room one night discussing our our situation that we were going to get married on Valentine's Day. And we weren't going to tell anybody. We were going to just make it a surprise wedding, just invite a bunch of people to my parents' house and have it be a surprise. Well, I made the mistake of telling my mom the next day, And that wedding of 30 people turned into about 85 people very quickly. (laughs) So we ended up uh, having it in the Sandy Hook Firehouse, which was great. And we ended up getting married outside in February in Connecticut. I know it sounds crazy. One of the craziest things about it is uh, there was an ice storm a couple of days before we got married. It was a Friday. We got married on a Sunday. And all of the trees were covered in ice, so it was glistening. It was like Mother Nature's decoration for us. It was a beautiful wedding. It was um, it was everything we needed. It was everything, you know, that we needed to bring our love together. And our friends and family were there, and it was a wonderful day and a wonderful memory. And uh, so February is like, you know, it's the month of love for me. I I just I love it. I love I love 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 love. I really do. <laughs> it's something that I have prided my life on, just fiercely loving the people around me and fiercely loving those who are ready to receive it and who are ready to also give it. So, you know, often we we get into trouble with love, I think, when we're over giving, you know, when we're giving from a place of lack and we're trying to get love from people. And when we do that, you know, there's this interruption, there's this disconnection of the love of ourselves. So I'm going to go over the love of self today. I'm going to go over the love of others today and how that all comes together and can create a life of wholeness for you where your relationships are really balanced in the giving of and receiving love and you're no longer giving from this place of lack, which just feels awful. You know, if you're living in a lot of resentment and you're living in a a real imbalance of feeling worthy and feeling like you really matter, you've got to look at the foundations of love and where you're coming from and where those wounds and traumas may have really created a belief system in you that you don't really deserve it. So I have a couple of things in Facebook, a couple of people that commented on a question that I asked. I really want to get better at asking questions in my Live Life Golden page. If you're not in there, just search it on Facebook. I'm going to start doing more interactive stuff and really assisting people because that's like what I'm doing this for, right? I'm not doing this to sit here and talk to myself. I'm doing this because I want to grow as a collective. I want to grow. I want to help us all to get into a higher consciousness state where we can all live from a place of wholeness and we can create a world that's really beautiful and really loving and, and 
and is surrounded by a lot of people in appreciation and high vibration because that just makes the world a better place. Like we can shift the energy of the world by our own little worlds and putting all those little worlds together and creating these ripple effects. So the golden effect, we call it, right? I'm going to start calling this the golden hour. I just love the golden hour. I think that's so cool that it's like sunrise and sunset. It's like some of my favorite times of the day. And, uh, and it's my name. So that's like such a bonus. <clears throat> so in thinking about this conversation today, you know, I had all these songs come up in my mind, you know, like the love songs, like what is love? You know, I'm not going to sing because that's not, that's not right. But like love sucks, love hurts. Remember that song? Yeah, I've definitely lived that story in my life. In fact, my husband and I broke up for a small time in high school. I think it was four months to be exact. And we were going to the same school in Newtown, Connecticut. And then I switched schools because my family moved. So I moved to the next town over and started going to school there. And during that summer, we broke up. And I can honestly say that it was like definitely something that I created by just being so clingy. You know, in the beginning of our relationship, we were both super clingy. Like we were both, you know, lacking a lot of love in our families and needing that connection with someone. And so we were um, actually what we lovingly refer to today as being obsessed with one another, which we really feel like we are today, but in a healthy way. But when we were younger and we were teenagers, there was so much lack of love and trying to fill each other up and just, you know, low self-conscious, low self-esteem and low self-confidence, especially in myself, that I started to really attach to my husband. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever had a relationship where you are like so attached to that person and because you're so attached to them, you're like chasing them all the time and you only want to be with them and you don't want to be with anybody else? It's almost like an addiction. And then they start running from you because you're chasing them all the time and like they're, you're smothering them. We joke about that all the time that I used to smother him and now he smothers me, but I like it. So, you know, look at that. Look at that piece of relationships maybe that you've had in the past or maybe that you even have right now where you're feeling an imbalance, where you're feeling like your relationship is vertical. Okay, this is an understanding that I'm getting a download that I've been getting lately, having these vertical relationships where <clears throat> someone is above the other person. So the other, you know, the, the person on the top is calling all the shots. They're saying when you're going to hang out together and you're down here just wishing and hoping and praying that they want to spend time with you. That is a vertical relationship and it is not healthy. We also do this with our kids, these vertical relationships where we, you know, we, we think we know better than them. And because of that, we overreach and we do a lot of the things for them and we take responsibility for them and we disempower them. So I'm going to talk about horizontal relationships and how much clearer and cleaner it is when you have a horizontal relationship, which is like, we're both equal and our love is equal and the giving and the receiving of love is really in balance. And that's where I am in my marriage. And that's why I feel like I can speak so wholly to this because my husband and I have done a shit ton of work, not just together, but on ourselves in what works and what doesn't work and what could create a really wonderful flow where we truly are connected and, you know, each other's best friends and we have that horizontal relationship. So if, if you're coming to this talk, if you're coming to this podcast 
and you're in a relationship right now, I'm going to connect with both of these things because I think they're really important for the people that are in a relationship and for the people who are looking for a relationship. I'm going to connect with both of those things today because I think they're super important. So if you're in a relationship right now and you're feeling less than or you're feeling lack, you've got to start doing the, the work on yourself getting into meditation, getting into journaling, looking at those wounds, asking yourself, why do I feel less than? Why do I feel like I need to chase this person? Why do I feel like, you know, we're not equal partners and really drill down and start getting clear about what that is for you. Because if you don't do that, you're going to keep coming to these relationships less than and because of that, you're going to keep creating scenarios where you don't feel lovable. And, you know, you're going to be doing all this shit to try to be loved and try to get love. And it's just never going to bring you satisfaction. And it's never going to bring you into a whole and healed relationship where both partners can come together and be in that horizontal relationship instead of that vertical relationship. And I have a good example of the vertical relationship because when I was dating my husband, and we had that breakup, I remember feeling less than, I remember coming home from a job. This is before cell phones, Jesus. I'm, I'm really dating myself here. I would come home from you know school and work. I worked and went to school. I came home at like 9, 10 o'clock at night every night. And I would be like, did he call? Did he call? Did I get any calls? You know, I would drive my mom crazy because I was always waiting for him to call me. I was always waiting and hoping and praying that he would call me. And honestly, ugh, so shitty. Like he would call me once a month and we would get together. You know what I mean? For breakfast. And, um, and he just didn't want a girlfriend at that point. And he kept me kind of hoping and wishing, which um, if you're doing that sort of thing, it's not healthy. I would have been a lot better off if I could have just let him go for a little while. But during that time, because I went to a new school, I did start to gain more self-confidence. And there was a lot of guys interested in me. There was a lot of new friendships. There was a lot of self-esteem building that happened from me leave, leaving the school that I grew up in and going to a new school and kind of becoming the new girl you know, that everybody wanted to be friends with. So that was really good and really healthy. And what it ended up doing was it ended up helping me to rise up so that we had more of a horizontal relationship when I moved back into it. In fact, I got a new boyfriend and he had the same name, which is ridiculous. So I had Mike one and Mike two. <laughs> and then, believe it or not, he was my best friend's brother also, the second boyfriend. So we dated for a little while. I really did. I really wanted to like him, but I was still so in love with my husband that it was just impossible, you know? So my husband, my boyfriend husband at the time found out that I was dating somebody else and then he asked me back out. So, you know, we created a little a little more balance once we stepped back into the relationship. But for a long time I did feel like, you know, there was this like chasing thing that I was doing with him. So I chilled out a little bit. I started, you know, I had my own life. I had my own friends, so it wasn't just me trying to be with him all the time. So that created more of a balance for us, which was really much more healthier. So in your love experience with your partner, you know, do you have the give and receive? Do you have that going on? We have such an incredible balance and we have a, you know, we have a best friendship where we're always doing and always thinking of the other person, but not in sacrifice to ourselves. And this is something we have really worked on. And for many, many years, we have both sacrificed a lot for our family, for each other. 
and because of that, you know, we we definitely had some rocky times and some times when, you know, I didn't feel filled up and he didn't feel filled up and we blamed each other and that whole thing. But we've grown and we've expanded and we've come into a spiritual knowing of each other that feels so much more whole. So if you have a partner that is not spiritually evolving with you and you're upset about that and you're constantly focused on that, I'm going to tell you to stop. Stop doing that. The more you look at the lack of that person, the more you're going to experience it. The more you think about they need to change, they need to change, they need to change, the more reasons they're going to give you to feel that way. For a long time, I used to write my husband these letters, so he would piss me off, right? I'd do the whole silent treatment thing, or we'd get into a big fight, and I'd do the silent treatment thing, and I would write him a letter about all the things he was doing wrong and all the things that I needed that I wasn't getting. Um, I'm a writer. That's what I do, right? Like I just, I write out my feelings. And in some ways, I think it was kind of like journaling and somewhat cathartic, but it didn't really help me own my stuff and it didn't validate his feelings. Like for a long time, it was like, it's about me. And I can see that now. And I can see how that caused issues in our relationship for me not to connect with his feelings or think about his situation or what he was going through. This guy like busting his butt for the last 35 years to support our family, our growing family of four girls, like good Lord, right? And I'm just like, you don't pay enough attention to me, <laughs> you know? And all this shit, all the problems that I had with him were, it was the stuff I needed to work on within. And I've done the healing work. I've worked on the stuff. I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. Do we still fight? Mm, very, very not so often. Usually we're drinking if we're fighting. To be honest with you, alcohol, like too much alcohol, that's usually when we will fight. So we really don't. We really don't anymore. And if we have issues with one another, you know, we've worked on so many issues that both of us are in the point now where there's no more blame game because we don't live in victimhood. So the minute something happens, we're kind of both like, where is my stuff in this? And when you live from that perspective of where is my stuff in this, you're always working on your stuff. You're not putting blame on someone. So you're not causing resistance. So you allow the healing to come. You allow the energy to transform in your relationship and then you both come back together better. You come back together better because you're working on your stuff. You're becoming super aware of where, because it's always a reflection of what you have going on inside. Whether you're in a relationship or not, or you're looking for a new relationship, it all has to do with what's going on inside. So if you've got wounds inside, if you feel low self-esteem, if you feel low self-confidence, your partner is going to reflect that to you. And I had a lot of that. I had a lot of that to work on because of the way that I grew up and just the way that I came into the world, you know, not really believing myself, not really knowing my worthiness or the love that I really am. So work on that stuff, like really dig down and ask yourself, where is my stuff in this? And stop blaming your partner for your unhappiness. Because if you're always looking to your partner to fill you up, and make you feel the love that you already are, you're coming to the table less than. You really are. And you're not able to really love from the wholeness of who you are. You're just loving from lack. And you're loving from trying to get. And if you're doing that, you know, it works, but it doesn't work as well. And eventually, 
you're probably going to end up breaking up because it's an exhausting endeavor. To try to fill each other up is an exhausting endeavor because you're doing the work from a place where you know, it's like we're trying to put band-aids on the wounds and the wounds aren't getting any better because they're not getting air. <laughs> Such a good analogy, right? Like you put a band-aid on and then you take it off and your fingers all wrinkly and it's not really that healed. In fact, it's kind of more raw. It's like it needs air. It needs air to heal. Wow, that was a good one. That just came. I love it. All right. So what is love? What is love? We are love. We are love, right? We The law of divinity. We are one. We are love. We are all connected in that love. Where we get ourselves in trouble is we forget that, right? Like it's kind of we've got all these wounds and all these traumas and these belief systems that we've grown up with. So this is the deal. Our life experiences and the way that we have been treated is what forms our belief in love, our belief in ourselves, our belief in the love that we see around us. So if you had parents that were going through divorces, or if you had parents that didn't get along, or if you had parents that didn't give you the love that you really needed or deserved, you're going to come to this life feeling less than and looking for love in all different ways, you know, that are not necessarily healthy or going to help you to heal. If you have a partner who's willing to do this work with you, you're going to heal. If you do not, this is a this is a you game. This is a you getting into in touch with your wounds and what needs to be healed. So, um that that energy of like how we're treated as we're growing up, it creates our ability to self-love. So a lot of times, if you ever notice like that critical, the shitty committee in your head and that critical voice within your head, a lot of times you can connect those voices to people in your past, to people that you grew up with, teachers, coaches, parents, siblings. You can connect that voice to them. And then you know that it's absolutely not true for you, that you have just bought into a belief system from people who are actually loving from wounds that we're trying to love from wounds, right? Because we don't love as well when we're doing it from wounds. When you really want to connect with a super healthy and loving relationship, if that is your desire. So let's just say that you're single right now. And let's say you've been single for quite a time. Maybe maybe you just got divorced. I have a lot, lots and lots of people that I know that have just gotten divorced. And this is why I say... You can't find someone because there's new people coming on the market all the time, right? So if you've been alone for a while and you don't understand why, I want you to look really deeply at the story that you tell about yourself, okay? We were doing this with a friend the other day and it was so interesting and it sparked this thought of, I need to do a talk on love. I need to do a talk on creating awesome relationships, whether it's friendship or a partnership or a soulmateship or whatever you're looking to do, it all begins here. It all begins with the energy and the story that you are creating in your life experience. What is that story? So I'll just shift back to a relationship. If you're in one right now, what are you wrapping around that partner? What is the story that you have around that partner? Do you have a story of he doesn't give me enough love or she doesn't give me enough love or, or he only pays attention to me when he wants sex, right? Uh, he's always taking from me. He's, uh, always concerned about himself or she's always concerned about herself and she's so selfish. And like, look at the story that you're wrapping around that person 
and then notice how many times you think about the fact that they need to change, that they need to change for you to please you. If you're doing this, you've got to go within and work on your own stuff. You know, where is my stuff in this? Where do I need to clean my stuff up? It will blow your ever loving mind when you do this work, when you start connecting with being what you say you want to create, right? So being, being that love, being that connection and compassion and understanding and allowing that energy to be wrapped around the story of your life. So I'm going to get into the identity creation of it all because that's like, it's like next level stuff, but it will, it will absolutely transform your experience in any relationship, your kids, your mother, your mother-in-law, in any relationship, this vibrational frequency stuff, identity creation changes everything. It's that radio station that you tune into. So the first thing when it comes to cleaning up your story about yourself is connecting with what's good about you. So you've got, maybe you've been listening to the shitty committee for a while. Maybe you've had this running self-hatred thing going on. I just did a chakra balance, a chakra releasing thing. So you may have some blockages in your chakra. I just did that for my VIP members. So if you become a VIP member, I'll put the link below. It's $20 a month. You could sign up for the 20 bucks and cancel. I don't care if you want this chakra meditation clear those chakras out. You can also look on YouTube. I'm not looking to, you know, take your money people. I'm just looking for energy exchange cuz I I love I love doing this and it's great to feel like people are receiving it and creating value around it. But even YouTube has a ton of chakra releases. So clear out those chakras. Find out what's going on inside of you so that you can create a clear energy field to step into that wholeness and love of who you are. So what you're going to do is look at the story that you're wrapping around yourself. This is whether you're in a partnership or not. If you're looking for someone even better, but even if you're in a partnership, you can do this. So look at the story that you talk about yourself now. So a friend that I was talking to, uh, you know, there's just this constant, like she really wants to be with someone, but she'll say, guys don't like short women. That's a belief, right? So if you have a belief that guys don't like short women or women don't like short men, if you have a belief about that and you're short, guess what you're doing? You are closing the energy field towards creating a relationship with someone because you have a belief system that is literally pushing the energy away. Remember we talked about that law of repulsion. You are repulsing the energy away by saying, it can't happen because I'm not the right height, right? Or I'm too old. What are the stories that you're saying? My ship has sailed. There's no one out there for me. Where is my person? I can't find them anywhere. What are the stories that you're saying? Or I can't create a loving relationship with this person that I've been in a relationship with 20 years because he sucks or she sucks, right? So those stories are creating an energy field around you and they're creating manifestations in your life experience. So pay attention to what those are. So the way to change this, you know, maybe maybe, maybe you got low self-esteem, maybe you have low self-confidence, maybe you've had some relationships that have really wounded you, that have broken your heart, that have caused you to close down your heart so you don't even want to open it to anybody. You can't trust people with your heart because that hurts so bad, you don't even want to open yourself back up again. 
if you're doing that, you need some energy work. You got to clear that shit out in those old stories because those breakups and those wounds and traumas that happened to you in the past are a really huge part of your expansion and growth and about you coming into a new awareness of your power and strength and power for love, your power for love. Yes. So if you've got this like distrust of others because you've been burned and you got that, you know, feeling of like, I'm not good enough, all those things are a call to heal. So if you want to do that, do some energy release work, do some chakra release work, and then come back and write a new story. Who am I? Who am I? And who would love me? Who would want to love me? What is so great about me? Yeah, you're going to do this. You're going to journal this. What is so great about me? Let's go. What is so great about me? I love fiercely. When I am in a relationship, people know that they're loved. That is a fantastic quality. It's a fantastic quality. It's not a fantastic quality if you're doing it from lack and you're overwhelming people, but it's a fantastic quality for the person that you find that reflects that fierce love to you. My husband loves me fiercely, fiercely. He does. In fact, yesterday, God, this weekend was so just, it was, it was love. Like the whole weekend was love. And I thought, you know, yesterday he did something. I don't know. I napped quite a few times because I was really tired because we're doing this competition. So I've been working out really hard. And yesterday was like, I call it intermittent napping. I was doing my intermittent napping yesterday. So I'm like napping. And right before I fell asleep, I was like, oh, I could really go for like coconut shrimp. And so I wake up and they're like, he cooked them for me. Like they're, you know, it's just like, oh, and it was just kind of one thing after another of that love and feeling like, yes, I am worthy. He said something to me and I'm like, I deserve you. Like I deserve you and he deserves me. And that's the kind of person you want to be with, the one who matches that wholeness of love of who you are in knowing who you are. So let's get clear on that. Let's really connect with that. And you know you're going to connect with that through your meditation practice, through your you know talking to yourself differently, to really connecting with the love of who you are and that true worthiness. It's coming. I promise you, if you're meditating, it's coming. If you're working on yourself, if you're journaling, if you're getting curious about why you believe what you believe and you want to believe something else, listen, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. We can change it. We can absolutely change it. Now, if it's got a bunch of like energy and trauma wrapped around it, you got some block chakras, we just need to clear that shit out. It, it's not a problem. It's not, it's not difficult at all. It's just being willing to go in there and look at it and then clear it out and clear it out through journaling and getting connected with your awareness on it. So let's wrap a new story around you. So what is so great about you? So I started asking my friend this and she was like, well, I'm fun. And I'm like, yes, yes, you are. You're fun. This is one of my fun Friday friends. Yeah, you're fun. We have fun. She's lighthearted. She loves to laugh. She loves to do stuff. She's always willing to do stuff. You know, I said, and, and one of the things I said, because I have coached a lot of people that are in relationships, and I said, you're not crazy. That's a huge thing. Like some of the guys I've talked to, they think all women are crazy. So it's like, you you know, like you, you've done your work. You, you're here. You're ready. You're ready to receive. You've just got to get rid of the beliefs that somebody wouldn't want you. And, and that comes on the heels of a traumatic divorce. And I get it. We've all had these wounds and traumas and 
abandonment issues. And if you think I haven't, because I haven't been divorced and I've had a husband who has loved me my almost my whole life, I do. Like huge, a huge abandonment stuff going on that I have worked really hard to heal. And I feel very whole from and very loving and very compassionate and forgiving about. So it, it does work. You just have to be willing to do the work and to look at these things, get vulnerable and open yourself up again. So what else is good about you? I want to know. I want to know what's so good about you. I want to know like where, you know, where we go in changing our story and what allows us to kind of open up those pathways. So if you have stories, please share them with me either on my Live Life Golden page or Live Life Golden at Gmail. I'm going to connect real quick on Facebook here because I just want to make sure that I cover the questions um, that people posted in here because it's important because I, I value, I really value people, you know commenting when I ask a question. So my, my question was podcast on attracting love. What's your biggest challenge? So my friend, Kenny, who is Kenny is a love. He's an absolute love. He said, believing that I'm worthy of receiving the same love I'm capable of giving. So Kenny, this is, this is something that begins with you. So, um, so I know a little bit of Kenny's backstory and I know that he probably was not given the love that he deserved when he was little. And I don't think that he was given the the information about his true self and what he came here to be. I don't think he was given that. So that's an opportunity, right? Kenny, that's an opportunity for expansion and growth. So it's asking yourself, well, <clears throat> if I wasn't given this by my birthright and I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, shown this in my life experience, how do I do it now? So it's good to start asking these questions, meditating and journaling about them. So I would really encourage you, Kenny, to find out what's so great about you. And I can share a few things that are so great about you. I can share that you are, that you love fiercely. I can feel that. Like we're just Facebook friends, but we have, we have talked on the phone that you love fiercely. And because you love fiercely, if you can wrap your head around a belief system that there is someone out there that will love you just as fiercely, you're going to start opening up the field. But right now you have a belief system that there is no one capable of loving you the way you love them because that's been your life experience, right? So you've had evidence of it. So you've got to forget about the past. I know it's hard. It's hard. You got to do some release work, right? Where you're breathing, you're letting go, you're connecting with those feelings. Like, what does this mean for me? Going within and saying, what is at the root of this? What is my my earliest memory of not feeling loved, of not feeling like I deserve love? And really connecting with those memories when you start asking. Doing some chakra release work, whether you do it on YouTube or you get my, my meditation. Uh, then going and really connecting, Kenny, with the brilliance of who you are and making lists of what's so great about Kenny. I know you love your son like nobody's business. I know you would put your life on the line for him. That's the kind of love that you're worthy of. That love that that little boy has for you is the love that you are truly worthy of. And because of that, you just need to get rid of those belief systems to expand that love. Well, if I already have that love and I already have evidence of that love in my world, right? Why can't I create it with a partnership? Why can't I create it with a friendship? And if you have friendships that have ended and they've ended badly and they've ended because they were imbalanced, 
there is an expansion and growth opportunity in that. I've had a lot of friendships end. I have ended friendships. I have had other people end friendships because there was an imbalance in the giving and receiving and the lesson was learned. The chapter was over. And when we can get a little detached from that, instead of feeling unlovable every time that happens and just saying, I learned a lot from that relationship and now I'm going to do my relationships different. I'm going to have boundaries. I'm going to create from love instead of lack. When we do that, we set ourselves more up for success. So I would go within and start working on your self-love game. You know, what's so what's so good about me? I love that game. If we all played that game every morning, like what's so great about me? It would not be an egotistical world. No, we would be coming to the world world whole and loved and loving from our wholeness instead of our lack. What's so great about me? I might put that in the page. I really like it. I really do. All right, Kenny. So hopefully I answered your question, but the real truth is you got to go within. You got to work on these stories because these are just stories and these stories are creating. And you got to find out... Um, who you really are. And I know that you have been on a journey and I know it's getting better for you and it's just going to continue as you get more and more aware and you expand and grow in that love of who you are. I know there's a lot of people that reflect that love, Kenny. You got to pay attention to those people. Those people who have brought you into their circles, who have, have shown you love, they're important. So focus on that, the gratitude and the appreciation for those who do love you. And then that will amplify because what we focus on expands. All right, Greg Madden, my Greggy. I love Greg. Greg's a friend from Connecticut. And he just said me with a question mark and he's scratching his head. So I just said, you are straight up love. So why wouldn't you experience it on every, every level? And he said, exactly. So I think he was messing with me. Melissa, all right, attracting people who don't need saving. I'm super lucky I found someone who saved himself with my support. But I sometimes worry I may have passed this on to my oldness, old oldest. This is so great. This is so, I love this question so much because um, my husband and I have a lot of experience with giving, with overgiving, with um, giving to people who didn't necessarily value what we were giving. Um, anytime, and this happens still today, and I catch myself, anytime I am giving from this place of lack or I am trying to save someone, we are actually disempowering them. So what we're doing is we're saying, I have to, it's that vertical rela relationship. I have to save you because I'm better than you. I have to feel sorry for you. I have to feel empathy for you. I have to I have to save you because you cannot save yourself. Anytime we do that, we don't empower the person to actually step into their true worthiness and power. So um, my husband and I adopted a while ago because this was a real problem for us, man. If I go back over our life story between church, our network marketing company, um, opening our home to a heroin addict. I mean, <laughs> it goes across the gamut. I can tell you stories. Uh, my husband hiring people and that took advantage of him. Friendships taking advantage so much, like so much because, you know, there's energy suckers in the world and we got a lot of energy and we got a big light. And when you have a big light, people gravitate towards that. When you love fiercely, people want a part of that, right? <clears throat> not healthy, not healthy. So we've created awareness. So we created for a little for a while, and we don't say this as much as we used to because I think we're really healing from it. We'd say, I don't owe anyone anything. 
And that started to be like, I don't know anyone an explanation. Uh, so I stopped making excuses. Like, I just can't make it became my thing. <laughs> like, why are we making excuses? Why am I lying about shit like what that I don't want to do? Um, <clears throat> so I don't owe anybody anything is not a selfish way to live. It's a way to live that allows you to create a stronger energy field in your boundaries so that you're not overgiving, so that you're sitting in a place of, I love, but I don't love from lack. I'm not loving and trying to save this person because I believe they're less than me. I don't um, love from guilt. Who does this? Hello. I don't love from guilt. Ooh, guilt. Ooh. I, guilt is like the lowest emotion on the emotional scale next to depression. Guilt is bad. Get rid of guilt. Loving from guilt means my life, and this is true for both my husband and I, um, too much is given, much is expected. Does that does that ring a bell? My life is so good that I should try to help this person to make their life better. Listen, you didn't create this person's life experience. You didn't do the shit that they did to get themselves in the predicament that they're in. Okay, so stop taking responsibility for it and stop trying to um, overreach in their experience for shit they need to take responsibility for because they're never going to expand and grow if you're trying to fix them. I know, does this sound harsh? I'm sorry. I'm passionate about this because this was my life story for a very long time. And I lived in a shit ton of resentment because of it, because I was always giving from lack and being a people pleaser. It's exhausting. So take your power back. When you take your power back, you're going to see people differently. You're going to see them for the light of who they are instead of their darkness, for their shadows. So as far as passing things on to our children, it's true. We do do this, but we don't do it in a way that's like detrimental to them because we all have our own expansion and growth journey. They have their own. So they're going to have to figure this out. And maybe your awareness of it and them seeing you creating boundaries will help them. And if not, you know, being that shining example is way better than throwing things down their throat. I have found. I have found especially teenagers, because they think they know everything, right? And they kind of do. For themselves, they kind of do. So as much as you look, you may look at your child and say, oh, they're doing exactly what I'm doing and I'm not doing well with it, it may serve them. It may serve a part of them right now that needs to expand and grow. So you kind of have to like just give them space, let them have their own journey and create from your own journey. And this is the same thing with a husband and wife. If you're doing this with, you know, you're or a wife and a wife or a husband and a husband, I know we got all sorts of things going on right now. Um, but if you're doing this with your partner, your life partner, let's call it that, all right? If you're doing this with your life partner and you're looking at them and you're trying to fix them and you're trying to help them, right? You're disempowering them instead of just trusting. Oh my God, one of the coolest things I think that I've ever done in my relationship with my husband is say, I trust you. I trust you. I trust your intuition. When we talk about things, I used to have this feeling like he was being my dad, you know, which I hated because I was like, you know, I had that like powerlessness inside and then I would feel like he was my dad and he'd tell me I couldn't do things and I was like, what? Didn't feel good, right? So now we talk about things and I acknowledge his wisdom and I acknowledge his intuition and I take it in and I see how it feels for me. And I don't make these snap judgments in, 
rebellion towards him like we used to. Yeah, that was something I used to do. So instead, it's a partnership because it's like we're both kind of like, and he's doing the same thing with me, where he used to be very resistant to things that I would say or, you know, like often you'd go like, don't coach me. (laughs) Same with my kids. Don't coach me, mom, right? Um, It's hard when you do this for a living. Uh, So now it's like we've got this better space, you know, this horizontal relationship where it's more like we're listening and taking in each person's intuition and guidance because we both have it. Everybody's got their own guidance, And we trust each other's. And because of that, we can come to the table whole and not from lack. So I hope that helps, Melissa. Honestly and truly, you don't owe anyone anything. You really don't. And it's time for you to step more into your power in your relationships and less from that feeling of wanting to save people. Because we're always going to come up with um, shitty relationships when we do that, because then it's a taking. We're take they're they're taking, we're giving, and then there's an imbalance. And that just to me, it's always led to the crash and burn site of the friendship, honestly. And in even in family relationships. Good lord. Do I have some crash and burn stories there? All right, Candy. Hello, Candy. Candy's Candy's been my Facebook friend for a long time. I'm not even so she said, as far as like attracting love and what's your biggest challenge? She says, I'm not even worried about that. Have to take care of myself first. And I love that, Candy. And you do have to take care of yourself first. Absolutely. The only part in the energy that I felt from this, and I could be wrong, but intuitively I'm picking up. If you're just like taking care of yourself, and this is for everybody, if you're just taking care of yourself and you never have a concern or compassion for other people and you're like, I got to get myself right, it's okay to do that for a little while. I get that. To go within, to heal, perfect. My daughter is doing that. She has not been in a relationship in a few years. She's healing. You know, She doesn't want to attract the same guys that she's attracted in the past. So she's come to this you know, connection with, I need to work on myself. Great. Perfect. However, if you are living in a state of, you know, n- not not wanting to love people, not wanting to listen to people, not wanting to be there for people. If you're living in that state of aloneness, I'm just going to take care of me and screw everybody else. I can feel the energy on that and that energy is shutting down all the love that can come to you. Love is healing. Love is the answer. Love is everything. We are love. And because we are love, we thrive in relationships, in healthy, loving relationships. So if you are shutting yourself down or if you're shutting down the field of love around you, you're going to feel more and more alone, more and more depressed, and more and more sick. You're going to have more dis-ease. That's what disease is, dis-ease. Love is ease. Love is peace. Love is wholeness. Love is who we are. We're an expression of love, of unconditional love. So if you're shutting that down, Candy, I would suggest that you look at your life and ask yourself, you know, where have I had that energy exchange? Where is that energy exchange where it feels good, where I feel loved, where I feel supported, where I can give my love, where I can give my support? Because that there is a lot of healing in that. There's a lot of happiness in that. There's a lot of appreciation in that. And there's a lot of energy in that. Remember this, you guys, what we focus on expands 
And the better it gets, the better it gets. So the more love we put out there from our wholeness, the more love we amplify in the world. And it doesn't have to be directed at a person. It can be directed at a pet. It can be directed at a sky. It can be directed at a project. It can be directed at your body, your, you know, what you do with your physical body. It can be directed at your, your awareness of the love around you. So you are the one who is in charge of amplifying it. If the story you are telling is, I'm alone, I suck, nobody loves me, everybody hates me. If that's the story you're telling, then that's why you're creating that. And I'm going to challenge you because, you know, one of the gifts that I hold in this life experience is I see people. Like I see them for the light and the love that they are. And I have the ability to help them to feel that within themselves. So they get like a little spark, you know, they feel that little spark, that little spark of truth of who they really are. So I see you and I know that we are all an expression of love. I just know that there's a lot of people who have unplugged from it. They've disconnected from it. They don't remember, they've forgotten. And because of that, they're focused on the unloving things about themselves, the self-hatred, the shitty committee. And because of all of that, they're putting this big swarm. It's like a swarm of bees around them where nobody else can get in and no love can get in. So let's open up the field, baby. Let's open up the field of love. Let's open up the field of possibilities. Let's open up the field of give and receive. You got to receive. If you want to give love, you got to receive love. If you want to receive love, you got to give love. Those are so important. That balance, that that infinity sign of give and receive is so important. I have literally been all over the place here and I have no clue. I've got all these notes and, you know, I think I just know what's going on in the love story over here. So I haven't really needed the notes. But there were a couple of things that I want to address and I want to make sure that I didn't forget about it. We talked about the shitty committee. No, all the stories that you're putting around. Yeah. So if you're doing a lot of this story thing, like, you know, you haven't been in a relationship for a while and you're feeling super single and you're just like, I'm never going to find love. Just, just look at what you're doing. The best thing you can do in that experience, if you have been single for a long time, or maybe you're freshly single, maybe you're newly single, and maybe your last relationship really sucked and it really sucked the life out of you. The best thing you can do with that is get ready. Yeah. Get ready to be ready for love. Do you know how you do that? You care about yourself. You love yourself. You show yourself you're worthy. You um, respect the life that you have. You respect what you look like. You respect how you treat your body. You respect what you put in your body, right? So you take care of yourself. Like if you were to think about this, okay, let's say, okay, my partner is coming. I'm going to meet him next week. The love of my life. I'm going to meet him next week. What would you do? I know women that would be getting their nails done. They'd be getting their hair done. They'd be getting their faces done. They'd be doing all of it right? They'd be trying to lose weight. Isn't that what us women always do? Jesus. But he's going to love you or she's going to love you for who you are. So get ready for that. Be in expectation of that instead. Wake up every day and go, today could be the day. Because then you're in positive expectation. Then you're tuning that frequency of that radio station towards the love of your life, towards the love that you are worthy of. Hey, 
I truly believe that there is someone for everyone. And I truly believe that the people that walk through this life alone either accepted it and wanted it that way, or they just cut down every avenue possible for the love to get to them. So let's do the work. Let's do the healing work. Let's set the intentions. Let's create the energy and excitement towards it, and you will manifest it. So if you have any questions about this, please let me know because, um, you know, long, long, long time ago, there was a little girl who was 10 years old, and she was laying in her bed at night, and she had dreams about the man, the man of her dreams. Like, she had dreams about him. I never saw his face, but I saw his arms, and I and I was so young. I saw his arms around me. All I ever, ever, ever wanted was to be a wife and a mom. That's all I ever wanted. I just wanted the love of my life. I really, um, you know, I did go to school. I was going to be an attorney. And I just, I think that that was society's thing. I probably would have made a great attorney, but it wasn't in the cards. It wasn't in this life for me. I really just, I wanted a family. I wanted love. I wanted to create that. And damn, did I ever. So that was a 10-year-old little girl who used to dream about that every night. I would feel it. I would feel it. That's what visualizing and feeling and manifesting is. And because of that, um, I met him when I was 12. And he finally asked me out when I was 14. He needed me to be going into high school before he asked me out. Uh, but the funny thing about that is he would tell people, we would hang out all the time. We were friends. He was my best friend's brother and we were friends. And he would tell people all the time that I was going to be his wife someday. And we weren't even dating. I was literally just like pining for him. And then he finally asked me out. And uh, yeah, it's a soulful love. There's no doubt about it that we are soulmates. Uh, I think we've we've done a lot together. I think we still have a lot to do together. But it doesn't, I truly, with every fiber of my being, believe that there is this love for everyone because I, it just wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair for me to have this and this experience and for other people not to be able to create it. And because I know the laws of the universe so well, and because I know the nature of healing, and I know who you know I am, and I know... I know I, I know that we have the ability to do this physical manifestation stuff because of that. It, it's all possible. It's all possible. There's just this infinite, unlimited potential that we have to create the most amazing life ever. Why would we not do it? Why would we put limitations on it? Why would we believe anything that goes against what our heart is calling us to. If this is what you really want, you absolutely without a shit doubt in my head can have it. A shit doubt. I don't even know what that was. There's not a doubt in my mind that you can have it. So I would love to help you create that. So let me know if you have questions. LiveLifeGolden at Gmail or you can put a question on that page and I will answer. I got to approve them because I get some weird ass shit in there. But let me know if you need help because I would love... I just love love and I just want more people to experience it, you know? Okay. So, um, creating more love in your life. This is where we're at. Creating more love in our lives. Okay. What you focus on expands. How can I love more fully? How can I focus on more love in my life? What else can I love? How much more love can I give? How much more love can I receive? If you're not letting people treat you, if you are not letting people take care of you, if you are not letting people do stuff for you or give you gifts, you are having trouble with the balance of receiving love. And in order to be in receiving mode, the receiving mode of life, the receiving mode of love, you have to get quiet and you've got to allow that stuff in because that connects you with self-love and worthiness as well. So that receiving thing is huge. 
First myself and then others. Every relationship is showing you how well you love yourself and others. So first I love myself and then others. And then when I love others, I love myself. That giving and receiving, that horizontal relationship is so important. If you are in a relationship and you are constantly giving, whether it is a marriage or a partnership or whatever, and your partner is constantly taking, I promise you, you will burn out. You will burn out. And you can do it for your whole life and you can live a life that's less than and be slightly miserable. That's up to you. But if you really want the give and receive thing, you've got to start taking care of yourself more so that your partner, so there's an opening for your partner to start giving. You might not even be like, I do this a lot with my family. I realized recently, like just that over giving, you know, and always taking care of everybody. And, and that's like the mom's thing, right? Maybe you're the dad that does that, but it's just that like that nurturing thing and just wanting to like make sure everybody's taken care of. Well, this past Christmas, you know, I got sick and I couldn't do that. And it felt really good to not exhaust myself trying to take care of people and just said, I've got to take care of myself now. So pay attention to that. There is a fine line with only being concerned with yourself and not regarding others and not loving others. Not regarding yourself is not loving yourself. So pay attention to what you're regarding. Am I always regarding myself? Am I always telling my friends my problems and then I never receive theirs? Am I always telling, um, you know, am I always pushing my stuff on other people and not receiving any of their stuff? Is there imbalances in my relationships? Let's wake up and get aware of this shit. You know, one other thing I really want to address And this has to do with network marketing and it it literally just makes me crazy. Like if you're in network marketing and you're only, you know, paying attention to people and creating relationships because you want to get them in your business or sell them stuff, we call that chocolate covered dog crap. Like stop doing that. If you really want to be good at network marketing and creating a solid business where people love each other and the, the culture of your company and the culture of your team is of love and upliftment of one another, you've got to stop doing that. And you got to start just really creating from authenticity. I never figured out, honestly, how to do this. I was very much a give and receiver, even in network marketing, but there was always this underlying of wanting to get people into my business and believing, this is the part that trips me up on network marketing, believing that what I was doing for them by getting them into my business was giving to them because I was giving them an opportunity, right? There's There's some funky energy there. So if you're in network marketing, just don't chase people down and then throw them to the side when they don't buy what you're selling because that sucks and that feels shitty and that's not adding to the love of the world. That's subtracting from the love of the world. All right, I'm done. I'm off that soapbox. Okay, so... Let's see if I forgot anything. How well do I love myself? Great question. Like, what do I do for myself to show myself I love myself? To be honest, I exercise and I eat right. That that tells me that I love myself. I take baths. I freaking love my baths. Um, I get my nails done. Yeah, I get my nails done. In fact, I have a little, I don't know, my YouTubers, if you can see this, I have a little heart on there and a little diamond. Oh God, I love nails. I love that. It makes me feel pretty. It makes me feel, I don't know. It makes me feel special. I do that for myself. I love that. Um, What else do I do? 
I put on makeup. I do that for myself because I feel pretty. It makes me feel good. Um, I dress nice. I love to express with my clothes. Um, lately, I've been taking pictures, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, I've been taking pictures. And you know, that may feel narcissistic, but it's the world that we live in. No, my pictures are all about loving myself and feeling good in my skin and sharing that with people, sharing beauty with people, sharing love. That's sharing love with people, sharing love with myself. So um, so that's a great way to do it too, I think. I really do. That's something we're working on. I got a lot of stuff going on, Live Life Golden headquarters here. Uh, we are planning a retreat this year in September, probably somewhere in September. So that will be for my group members that are going to come on retreat with me. We're going to stay in an awesome beach house and we're going to do a lot of fun stuff and meditating and energy releasing and connecting as a community. I am going to be starting some local stuff, which I'm super pumped about. So I'm really just formulating and working on that little mini day retreats that I'm going to do where there's going to be fun and community and spirituality, meditation, and universal law. So that is a brand new idea that I am like floored about this week. And that is coming. I'm just working on the details on that. So um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm working on Quantum Speak being on audio. I know it's taken me a little while, but uh, I just got it back. So that should be coming very soon. So there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff to amplify the love in the world, which is the whole point of doing this podcast, is to amplify that well-being within yourself about knowing who you truly are, knowing how the laws of the universe work. If you haven't listened to my show on the 12 laws of the universe, or the basics of manifesting, those are super helpful. If you know how powerful you are, it will amplify the love in the world because you will live from that flow of energy. You will live from that ease of love and appreciation. You will live from a more relaxed and peaceful state. You will live life golden. You will. And because I'm so passionate about that and I want to share this information with people, I sit before you. Yes, I do. Um, every freaking week, <laughs> whether you like it or not, or whether you listen or not. I do have a pretty good listenership and it's growing, which is pretty freaking awesome. Oh, and tomorrow. Oh, so exciting. February 1st, 2022, just to amplify the love in the world. I am going with my M21 partner, Jess Gumkowski. We are launching a new M21 Revolution Challenge. You can find us on Facebook at M21 Revolution. I will <clears throat> share the link below. And this month, our theme is love. So what we do is we get in there. There's hundreds of videos in there. It's a free group donation-based challenge just for the exchange of energy. I think it's like 50 bucks um, suggested donation, but you can give whatever you feel called to give, or you can give nothing. But if you give nothing, guess what? You may get nothing. <laughs> exchange of energy, right? So we um, go into our little community. We have 306 people now. So cool. We've had this community for almost three years, two and a half years. And there's tons of videos in there, guided meditations, emotional releases. There's chakra releases. There's a ton of stuff in there. You can just go in the group, ask to join. We'll accept you. You go in, search bar button, put in a word, and you will find a video on it or a quote. So every day on tomorrow, I will go and there will be a post first thing in the morning guiding you, directing you towards the 21-day challenge and how to get started. And then there's some stuff in the files section like guide to meditating. And then Jess and I will go live tomorrow at some point 
to share some wisdom and some stuff that's coming through. We both get downloads, so we share that. And then throughout the month, we support you in community of getting your meditation practice done every day. So if you struggle with that, this group is really going to help you with that. So join us, M21 Revolution. All right. So we are amplifying the love in the world. How often do I allow myself to give and receive love is a great question. And where where do I see love? Where do I accept love? Where do I create love? You know, is it in the sunrise? Is it in the sunset? I'm really loving the sunrise right now because it happens when I'm coming home for the gym and whoo, is there love? It's the pink and the blue and the, oh, and the canyon. And oh my goodness, my husband and I are both just like basking in that every morning on the way home. And then it's coffee. Oh, I walk in the house and I turn on the coffee and I smell the coffee and I got some love for coffee. I don't know if you have love for coffee, but I, and and the reason why I do love my coffee too is because I come home, I sit in my chair, I drink my coffee. Sometimes I light the fire, the cat comes on my lap and I meditate. Do you create any experiences like that in your life? For me, that's almost a daily practice and it's non-negotiable because it's important. That's important. That's actually part of my work day is creating that space, that space of quiet where I can allow for my intuitions to come. I can allow for my healing to happen. And then I may journal, um, you know, I get up, I start my day, that sort of thing. I make sure I get my posts out there to all you people because I got this information coming through that I got to share. And so where do you? create that love? Where do you have that feeling of love? You know, Um, a lot of times it's like PJ time at night and my tea time with my husband and we watch a funny show and we laugh and those are, we bask in stuff like that. Our gym time together, we freaking love it. We love working out together. We're pushing our bodies. We're pushing each other. You know, we're, we're exercising our right to be healthy and that feels great. In my work, it's the ideas that flow. It's the information that I share. It's the love I receive from people. So much love out there. Good Lord. I'm given a lot, right? I I work on giving a lot of value, so I receive a lot from people. You know, I have people that inbox me every day and thank me and love me and God damn, that feels good. So good. All right. So if you want to create more love in the world, you got to be more love. That is identity creation at its finest. How do I be more love? How do I give more love? How do I receive love? Ask these questions in your life. How do I amplify love? You know, if it's something, maybe if you've been living for a long time, just living for yourself and kind of shut down, maybe it's time to go out there and volunteer. They call that a helper's high, you know? When you go out and you volunteer and you do something good for somebody, it feels so good. And then you just amplify the love in the world. And if you're feeling really, you know, depleted because you haven't allowed yourself to receive love, then you've got to work on that. And maybe it's just giving yourself love for a while, you know, doing those things that make you feel loved um, and really amplifying the love within yourself. We are all love. We are all one. We are all part of the expression of love that all that is, all the love that is, we are. (laughs) So... Start meditating on that. Close your eyes and go into your heart and ask to feel that love. Ask that love to wash over you because it's there. You got to open yourself up to it. You got to heal those wounds and you got to allow yourself to be that love. I love you all. Peace.